Our Heavenly Father, we thank You that we can be here this morning and we can just come as a, a group of believers and just praise You and, and sing praises and, and just worship You with our whole being. And Lord, we uh, thank You for the many answers to prayer. We thank You that Your hand is upon each one of our lives and guiding us through each day. And Lord, we just lift up some of the prayer needs today. We, we do pray for Audrey Miller and just ask that Your healing hand be upon her and and uh, that she can just uh, make a full recovery. We, we also just want to lift up Tom Gilly, who's going through radiation. We just pray that uh, it does exactly what it's supposed to and just give him the strength. And we just pray that his strength uh, gets stronger each day. Be with Jeannie as well as she takes him there. And Lord, we just pray for, uh, for Ray Anderson and Gloria and, and all of the family. We just pray for that situation and, and just pray that you wrap your loving arms around all of them. Just hold them tight and comfort them and encourage them and just give them all that they need today. We pray for others that are recovering. We just uh, ask that you'll be with them. And maybe there's some that are traveling. We just ask that you give them traveling mercies. And Lord, right now as we uh, look into your word and look into the Proverbs, I just pray that uh, we're open for what your message has for us today. And Lord, that we can go out of here a little bit wiser. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, today we're talking about being wise about your friends. So, how many of you have a friend? Okay, we're going to see how wise you are with that. But, um, I'm going to play just a little bit of a song that you guys will identify with. Okay, how many recognize the song? What's that? What's that too? Friends. Well, how appropriate. Let's talk about friends today. Um, but it was a great song. It's a it's a an old program that's now in syndication. They show a lot of reruns. But it was about six friends, and it says in the song that they're there for one another. And it became popular, and you know it's still probably popular in the rerun circuit today. But despite all of uh, lack of understanding, the lack of successes and failures, and some of them did have successes, these friends were always there for one another. I mean, that was kind of the premise of the show. And what made the show kind of so iconic is there were people that watched that that wanted that kind of circle of friends. They wanted to be part of that friend's circle of friendship. And as we continue to look at the book of Proverbs, how's your, how's your reading of Proverbs going? Anybody made it through yet once? Twice? Three times? Sold. No. <laughs> so keep, keep reading the book of Proverbs. But... Um, we're going to be looking about what Proverbs tells us about friendships today, about the kind of friend that we should be looking for, and also the kind of friend that we should be. So Proverbs, the book of Proverbs teaches us that there is more to friendship than just being acquainted with someone or just socializing with people. Proverbs offers us a view of friendship that helps us better learn who we who our friends should be 
and probably who our friends shouldn't be. But it also talks about how what it takes for us to be a good friend. And so we need to move beyond that surface level camaraderie that, that we probably have. And to be a true friend, we've got to move to a deeper level. And so Solomon said in Proverbs 18.24, he said, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So we see here, having just mere companionship isn't enough. And it seems like to make it through life, we really need heart-to-heart, inner circle kind of people. And if I were to ask you, we would probably all say that we all have a lot of acquaintances in our lives. And there might even be people in our lives that we might consider friends. But the reality of it is they're probably just acquaintances. They're probably not people that you're going to share your deepest needs and struggles with. But they're basically the people that you just stay on the surface. It's nice we're having weather today. Those kinds of people. So in life, we need people who are going to be there for us when life is not going the way that we hoped it would go. We need people who will be there and do what the Apostle Paul talked about in Romans 12. If you have your Bibles and you turn to Romans 12, in Romans 12.9 it says, Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. So you see, as we develop friendships, Paul calls for us to be genuine. Literally, the word genuine means to be unhypocritical. So don't be a phony. Don't be a hypocrite to your friend. Has that ever happened to you? Someone that you maybe thought was your friend, you found out really wasn't? When that happens, it really hurts. So it's important to make sure as best as we can that your friends are really your friends and you are their friend as well. Look at verse 10 of Romans 12. The next verse down, it says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Now, with, without getting into all the, the Greek and all of that good stuff, there's basically two different words for love that are used right here in this sentence. One of them is Paul's telling us to have a brotherly love. The city of brotherly love is Philadelphia. Okay. That's literally what the word means. Have brotherly love. But then it starts talking about love one another as if you were family members with a loving tenderness. In a sense, it goes a deep, little bit further to say a parent-child relationship. How a parent and child would have a mutual tenderness and love for one another. That is how we're supposed to love one another. That's part of being a friend and having others be a friend to you. So is it easy to be a friend to somebody? Is it easy to receive from a friend? Let's look at verse 13 of Romans 12. It says, Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Now what that really is saying is we need to be 
We, we need to participate. In a sense, it's a call to help your friend when they are really in need. Can you contribute something positive to their life when they're in need? I mean, if you have a friend that's in need, you might be able to provide a meal for them. You might be able to cut their grass, give them a ride. You might um, say, what can I do to help you? You know, And you're ready to do it. I think we probably all do a pretty good job with that. You know, you know the Christian way of doing it. <laughs> I shouldn't say true Christianity. The, uh, the Christianese way of saying things is you want to be a friend, but, but you really don't want to help them. Some of you guys must know what I'm talking about here. A lot of times we'll just use that great statement, I'll pray for you. And that's great if we're going to pray for him. But if we're just saying it to get us off the hook, then we need to re- probably recheck our, our motive behind it. It's okay to say I'll pray for you, but if we say it, we need to really do it. So, a lot of times we don't need to sound so spiritual. We sometimes just need to be active in a person's life. It says here in Scripture to show hospitality. Also, we're opening ourselves up to be welcomed by that friend. It might be an inconvenience to help somebody else out. But I'll tell you what, the joy of being inconvenienced is great. The blessing is great. And especially if they're your friend, you, you are gladly inconvenienced if it's a friend that you truly love. Because you don't look at it as an inconvenience. You look at it as a chance that I can care for him. I can minister to him. Which leads us to verse 15 of Romans 12. It says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Don't have to say a lot about this passage. It says it pretty well. When our friends are happy and they're rejoicing and they're excited and they're celebrating, can you genuinely be happy and celebrating with them? Do you dance and sing with them when they're all excited? Hopefully you can do that. But what if life throws them a curveball and they're hurting? Can you be there for them when they're in this hurting situation too? Can you weep and cry with them? Can you bring them comfort? And sometimes it's not comfort by words. Sometimes it's just comfort by being there with them. That's what Paul is talking about. That's what we're supposed to do for one another. Now, I promised you we're working through Proverbs, so we're going to have some Proverbs now instead of just the book of Romans. But I think you can see the depth of who we are supposed to be when we really claim to be friends with someone. Now, let's go to the book of Proverbs. And as I talk about friendship, remember, I'm not talking about just mere acquaintances. I'm talking about someone who you can truly share your life with, someone you can go to in need, Someone whom you can trust. And they even know who you are. And they're still your friend. They won't run from you. And I'll tell you what, we all need this type of friendship in our lives. So Solomon told us we need to be careful about the kind of people that we become friends with. 
If you look at Proverbs 12.26, it says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you don't choose your friends? They just happen? You know? And a lot of times that's kind of the usual way sometimes friendship works. You happen to meet somebody, whether at school or work or something, and sometimes you just become lifelong friends. Today it's kind of scary. Because you can click on the internet and supposedly be friends, right? And you might not know them too well. But generally, you want to meet somebody. You meet somebody on the job or whatever. You have some kinds, the same interests. You become friends. But when it comes to choosing our friends, we need to be really careful, Solomon says. And you know, we don't, we don't generally consciously go out saying, okay, I choose you as a friend. Hopefully you don't do that. But as we develop friendships, we need to be careful about cultivating those relationships in our lives. You see, when you have a friend, but you don't trust them, I guess the question I'd have for you is, why are they your friend? If you know that your friend always gives you bad advice, or they're always doing things that are wrong, why do you hang out with them? And you might look at it and say, well, they're, they're, they're kind of funny and make me laugh, but you know, there's still a risk in being associated with somebody like this that has bad behavior. Solomon says in our passage, they will lead you astray. Now the Hebrew word astray means, you ready for this? To go astray. But it also means to deceive, to make, to err, to seduce. And we never see the word astray used in a good way. So the person who's your friend, who you choose with wisdom, is someone whose advice you're going to seek, who in turn you're going to go to in times of trouble, who's who will share good and not so good times with you. The person is going you're, you're going to learn from. And you might be teaching each other. So when you choose a friend or find a friend, I think you need to evaluate it. It's kind of like choosing a spouse. But you want your friend to be faithful, to be there, to be a good listener, to give good advice, to be an encourager. And to genuinely care for you. To care for what's best for you. Solomon adds in Proverbs 17.17, 17, he says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So think of the people in your life that you call your closest friends. When you're hurting, do they hurt? Or do they rejoice? <laughs> if they're rejoicing when you're hurting, you might want to rethink things. But it's also the other way around. When they're hurting, are you hurting? Or are you the one rejoicing? Now, obviously, if 
they're rejoicing when you're hurting. They're probably not your friend. But I think we've got to ask ourselves, am I the kind of person that people could turn to in times of trouble and realize that I genuinely care for them? Because isn't that really the measure of a friend? That a friend is there for you. They love you at all times. Even when you've messed up. They cry with you. They might even give you a hug. They might have to hold you if you're weak. And sometimes a good friend knows when to keep their mouth shut and just be with you. That's the measure of a friend. They love you at all times, no matter what's going on. And so how many times have we experienced or known others who have experienced friends that have walked away from them during times of trouble? The very time we needed a friend to be there. And it hurts. Let's go over to the book of Job. Job 6.14 says, Anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Now I'm going to read a little paragraph from Matthew Henry who was a commentator from many, many years ago. Almost about the same time as Myron is old. I don't know. Might even be a little right there. But here's what Matthew Henry says, and I love how he comments on this passage. He paraphrases this passage and he says, To him that is afflicted, and who is wasting and melting under his affliction, pity should be shown from his friend, and he that does not show that pity forsakes the fear of the Almighty. So if you think about that. When your friend is in need, or when you're in need, is your friend there for you, or are you there for your friend? Job tells us that if we withhold kindness and compassion, and we withhold care from our friend, it's the same result as not having reverence for God. I mean, think about it. That's a pretty powerful statement. Go over to Proverbs 22. So we do Bible drills today too. So, you know. Proverbs 22, verses 24 and 25 says, Do not make friends with hot-tempered people. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. That's another verse that's, that's pretty straightforward. You ever been in public with somebody who loses their temper that you're with? And they start doing a lot of embarrassing things? And so you're just kind of like, okay, um, I think I left something in the car. Uh -huh. Sometimes we don't know how to act or what to say when somebody loses their temper like that. We try to slink away from them. It's kind of like that old advice that her parents gave you when they would catch a character flaw in one of your friends. Listen to their wisdom. Sometimes they're pretty wise. But there are times when we misread a situation. And that's where we ask to seek wisdom from God. But remember, the people that we share our lives with have the ability to influence us. So we need to make sure that we share our life 
with people of good character. How many times have you heard the phrase, goes back to the parents' advice, they got mixed up with the wrong crowd. How many have ever made that statement? Come on, be honest. And think about it, it happens too many times. And like it or not, we're kind of like chameleons. Not the ones in Florida that freeze when it gets cold. But we tend to act like the people we associate with. And sooner or later, we tend to take on their values too. And in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul warns us, he says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So whoever you become close to, whoever you bring into your inner circle to really share your whole being with, They're going to have an influence on your life. And so you need to seek out and remain friends with those people who are going to want the best for you. Now i got a couple other comments. In in Proverbs 27.17, Solomon says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. A good friend's going to sharpen you up a little bit. They're going to pour themselves into your life And they're going to hopefully help you do what is right. They will hopefully help you guide you to the right paths just like you would do for them. Which means a good friend sometimes will correct you. Sometimes they will praise you. But that's what good friends do. And that's what we should be doing for our friends as well. And one more thing, Solomon says in in Proverbs 13.20, he says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Another very self-explanatory verse. But I hope all of this helps us seek friendships and develop friendships that will demonstrate who Jesus is in our life. Because ultimately... We have a testimony out there. And I trust that the people that we're with and the influence that we have on on people that don't know Christ come as a result of being a good example too. But our ultimate hope is that our friendship will demonstrate Jesus in all parts of our lives. Because we need to be able to proclaim Jesus in the way that we relate to our friends. And I would say it spills over that we should be an influence to the people that are acquaintances in our lives that maybe we don't know too well. But I think the first thing that we have to do is to let them realize Jesus is my life. And He's the center of my life. And so, here's my advice to you. You ready? Be a friend and show the world Jesus. That's not hard to do, is it? Be a friend and show the world Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this study of Proverbs. And sometimes we don't look at friendship other than just acquaintances. Or we don't realize the influence that we might have on other people or that they might have on us. 
But Lord, I just pray right now that each of us can really do some searching with the people in our circles. That Lord, that we have the people that will have our best interests in our inner, inner circle. We will have the people that will prompt us to grow in our Christian walk. And Lord, I just pray that we can be an influence to the people around us, the ones that do not know You. And Lord, I thank You that You give us good people in our lives, good Christian friends to help us all grow. And Lord, I just pray that we can share Your love and mercy with all the people around us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.